We're back, RJ. Unfortunately, yes. the Kraken may not be. Like, I don't know that they got the memo about like vacation time is over, hockey games need to be played. Um, that was uh I mean, that was like one of the worst games they've played all season. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, there's no real way to sugarcoat it. Um, that was just a flat out bad game from the Kraken. You can kind of chalk it up to rust maybe in the first period. I was really worried about the start of this game just because the Kraken hadn't played for 10 days. The Islanders played last night. That's usually a, not a good recipe. I tweeted yep. out earlier today yep. the Kraken stats after after a four plus day break. It's not good no. uh, in their history. Um, and then, yeah, they came out for the second and third and it was more of the same. So uh, just, just an overall bad effort. You kind of want to flush that one. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff we'll, we'll end up going over, I am sure. But just on a whole, I mean, it was it was. Yeah, they looked rusty at the beginning, but then it was like, oh, I think there might be like more going on here. There's a lot of lineup changes, uh, some of that intentional, some of it uh, just because, you know, Berkey gets hurt like right away and that kind of throws things out of whack. Um, I, I don't know, though. That was that was a lot. Hopefully it was just that, you know, one game kind of burn it, get get used to playing again, get back into the uh, NHL everyday mode because you got back to backs coming up on Thursday and Friday. So definitely have to have the short memory after this one but uh yeah it was this is an interesting game there's, there's some stuff to talk about want to oh, yeah. check in with everybody though because obviously missed talking to all of you coop we waited 10 whole days for that yeah sure <laughs> that's, that's the way it is tammy tough night mistakes were made they were they they definitely were we'll talk about some of those later i i I've got the whiteboard ready, everybody. Let me tell you. Uh, Lindsay, the curse continues. Still winless when coming off four-plus days of rest. Yes. Uh, and Now, fortunately, that's not a scenario an NHL team finds themselves in too often over the course of a season. So if we're, if we're going to have to like be really bad at something, it might as well be the thing that's only going to happen like two or three times a year, right? Yeah, the total record over a season and a half is 0-3 and 1. So that's four games total, you know, over a season and a half. It doesn't happen very often. I don't think they have another one of these stretches for the remainder of the season. So that's good news. Um, I don't know if sometimes for the playoffs, if you'll get a four four days off. I don't think it's that many, but something to monitor there. <laughs> only only if you like won your if you like swept your series yeah, yeah. and then your opponent ends up going seven. That's the only time that kind of happens, in which case, you know. You'll take it. You, you kind of take that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So I see a lot, all the next comments are about the defense. And so before I get into that, cause that's, that's what I've got the whiteboard out for, uh, the, the defense, I specifically put on the, the Larson shirt just so I can kind of quick give everybody, um, my impression of all those like, uh, Larson interview faces that he does. So let's, Oh, let's, here we go. Let's see how I do just in response to, I'm sure how Larson's feeling about, the. Uh, the rest of the deep the crack in defense tonight all right Dylan. he always gets the, he always gets the and then he just <laughs> there it is that's the face i don't know how you keep that's, a straight face that is perfect that's how that's what that's what that's what uh the big cat does and uh that's that's the kind of glare i want to give uh because i'm screen capping go, that i'm using that on twitter so often go for it go for it everybody feel free that's uh that's we needed that tonight just, just go for it um because yeah the, the crack of defense was really really rough tonight we got to see jacob magna 
getting it right still still haven't said yep. jason yet yet um uh we got to see jacob magna we saw for the really the first time all season rj like the deep pairs really shifted up uh and and shuffled up i should say and uh not not great so let me get all of my little uh green magnets here i want to do this i don't know if i was I'm like, I'm like feeling especially mean tonight. So like if I was the video coach for the Kraken, I'd try to do all this like Dora the Explorer Blues Clues style, like a little kid show where it's like, is this what we do? No. And, and wake everybody respond. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about the first goal from, uh, I think it was the second goal that the Alexiak uh, Borgen pair allowed. Um, but this was, this was basically the, the basic setup was, uh, you know, Anybody out there should should this ever happen where you have the center Wenberg is is fighting off into the corner and then the Islander moves the puck to go behind the net. Borgen chases the puck. Alexiak chases the puck. And now all of a sudden you have all three people who are responsible for the front of the net below the goal line. Is this what we do? No, (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. What was going through their minds. I'll kind of chalk that one up to just like, you know, Alexiak doesn't know if that puck's going to get all the way through. If Morgan's going to be able to stop it. Like you have to make that kind of split second read, like whatever on the other one though, on, and I believe this was the Horvat goal, which was goal number four for the Islanders, uh, which by the way, the fact that the Islanders were able to get four goals in a game, I'm really upset about that. that. Had to come against us, and this was against the um, the the Magna Susi pairing. Okay, S- Magna's playing the uh, the. Well, I guess everything's going to be flipped for you guys. Uh, so let me see if I can do this right. So uh, this is where they should be when play is in the defensive zone, coming off the faceoff, as they should be like setting up there, especially because we saw you know Horvat makes his way across ice here. Instead, because of the faceoff. You get Susie tied up over here, and then Magna chases play up here, and you've got your defenseman end up being like something like that. And uh, again, is that what you know NHL defensemen are supposed to do? No, like I just like it was just basic, basic stuff, and it was so like preventable, and ah, uh, it just frustrated me a lot. But I see everybody talking about, especially that Alexiak Borgen deep pairing. I'm with you, Lindsay. Never again. Never again. I think they're the two guys on the Kraken that that kind of struggle the most with making those split second reads, um, like we saw on that one goal, and and so having them together was just like, it was just not good. It was not not good at all. Yeah, twenty three percent expected goal share, which is up from nine percent after two periods. So yeah. we, in the time where the game was somewhat competitive, it was about ten percent. Uh, that's not good. No, it was really rough. Coop with the Alexiak stood out to me as playing pretty poorly. Agreed. X Kid Z knows the same thing. I uh, already read Lindsay's comment there. X Kid Z, though, pointing out at least Beneers looked good. He did. He looked like he had some extra jump after missing a couple games, uh, you know, with that upper body injury. Actually, I don't even think we ever know, you know, got an official, you know, tag yeah. on it, but he looked like he had some extra jump, especially early in the game. Um, so good to see that from him. Looked yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he looked really good, was helping to make chances. I kind of liked that line, too. Like, I, I like mm-hmm. him with Donato. I really do. Uh, we could talk about Donato in a little bit because he also had some plays that really excited me yeah. uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, Chris, can only blame the layoff, I think. See you all at MSG on Friday. We'll have fun, Chris. That sounds like a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that 
because it's that first game back, I think we can blame the layoff. We'll see what kind of adjustments they make lineup wise before Thursday. I mean, I don't know. The, the Berkey thing kind of throws things back out of whack. Do you think that do you think that we'll see a different lineup or, or different lines, different D pairings come Thursday? Or do you think Axtell is going to want to just throw this game out because of the layoff and, and kind of start fresh on Thursday with it all? I think he's going to look at it differently uh, as far as the forward lines versus the D pairs. The D pairs, I could see him giving another shot if Justin Schultz isn't ready yet. He spoke glowingly this morning of the Alexiak-Borgen pair. Um, I, yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, so we'll we'll see if he wants to give him another shot. I know he doesn't like to rock the boat as far as the D pairs. So I could see that stay the same, um, especially you know with, with Megna Susi. Maybe you don't want Megna to have to have two different D partners, two different games you know in his first two games so maybe you want some stability there i think the forward lines we might see a bit of a shakeup certainly because personally i don't expect andre burakovsky to be back for the next game i don't know I whenever that not we, we don't know you know we don't have any update but we all saw it those non-contact injuries are scary uh, i i never liked the look of something like that and, and it seemed like he was in some pain there so i think they might have to make a change forward wise and you know after this game you shouldn't be that resistant to it yeah, I, I agree. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Megna because uh, is see Tammy uh, saying he looked solid downstream. What are your guys' thoughts on on Megna? Do you want to you want to kick off that conversation about Jacob Megna, RJ? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll give it a start. Um, so I liked generally what I saw from Jacob Megna. I mean, he basically came as advertised in this game to me. He's not going to be you know a game breaker. He's not going to be someone who's you know going to be skating the puck the length of the ice like his partner, D partner in San Jose, Eric Carlson. Um, but I like that he made safe plays out of his uh, out of his zone. He was pretty solid positionally. I did a little you know kind of minute long just breakdown of one little play that he made where um, he has good instincts as far as you know reading the different sides of the ice, pressuring the puck carrier, but then seeing the passing option there and then making a safe play uh, pass out of his own zone, not getting too rattled by pressure. I was happy with what I saw. And, and honestly, on that Megna Susie pair, I, I don't know that I love that pairing together. Susie kind of looked like the weak link to me. Yeah. And I mean, they it's it was one of those where, yeah, I, I felt like and that's part of that is because Susie's moved sides, right? To, right, and that's always that tough when you're playing work. on your offside. Yeah. Right, so I, I will give Susie that kind of benefit of the doubt, but I agree with you. I thought I thought Jacob Magna was probably their third best defenseman tonight. Uh, and you know what? Look, I'm looking at the ice time numbers right now. He got shorthanded uh, time on ice. He got you know he got time on the penalty kill. He played more than Alexiak or um, Borgen. Yeah, like, and, like and you look at the yeah the the D pair stats too. I think um, Susie Megna played more than Alexiak Borgen. Just yeah, about they a, did. Yeah, about twenty seconds more over the course of the game. Right, and so I think that's Hackstall kind of recognizing, you know, uh, as he does over the course of a game, he he wants to play the the hotter hand, so to speak. But I thought I thought Megna played a really solid game. I was very impressed with what I saw from him in the sense that yeah, this is just a kind of a safe guy. I just you know demonstrated on the whiteboard the one time he kind of chased a play. They overloaded the side. It came back to bite them on that Horvat goal. But that that kind of stuff happens. What I saw from Magna tonight was looked like a very reliable third pairing defenseman. This is the kind of guy that you can play 18 minutes a night, and generally nothing bad is going to happen. He's going to be able to be solid for you. He can help move the puck out of the zone if you need him to flex out onto the penalty kill. He can, and given what they gave up to get him in just a fourth-round pick, given the contract he's under, not just for this year, but also for next year, 
I was very, very impressed by his debut. And he's only going to get more comfortable as he gets a regular defensive partner, as he gets used to the overall Kraken system and scheme. Like we didn't really see him do anything in the offensive zone. Got to think with Dave Haxtall as his coach, that'll start evolving um, as he just gets more and more used to being around everybody, gets some more practices in, all of that kind of stuff. So I think this was a very, very good start to Magna's Kraken career. Uh, very, very happy with it. Uh, Emmy Chan, I couldn't catch the game thanks to college. Kind of glad, not going to lie. I will say this. <laughs> if you had to miss a game because of class, this was an okay game. So I hope, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, you caught a good one to miss. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, that's a, you, you're all right. Andy, rough loss for a pretty important week of games because these those games in hand on LA are being played this week. That is true. Um, it's one of those like like games in hand are one of these fantastic things to have because it means you control your own destiny. You've you've got that kind of buffer. But when it comes time to then go and play those games, you cannot waste and squander them kind of like they did tonight. Yeah, exactly. And and you look at with other members of the division. I mean, I'm looking at Golden Knights ahead here in the third period. Um, you, Oilers with a win already. You know, you, you've got those teams continuing to bank points. Yeah, you've got to keep up with the games that you have. Absolutely. Uh, Cole, face-off win differential was terrible. Yeah, it just updated for me after the game was over. I'm not quite uh -huh. sure how that happened, but it's up, up to 41% for the Kraken, which is a little more in line with kind of where they normally fall. Uh, when it comes to face-off win percentage. So it, it wasn't like exceptionally bad for them tonight, but it, it did seem like, you know, every time Bo Horvat in particular was out there, he was just winning a big-time draw for the Isles. Yeah, exactly. The, and especially the the important face-offs, the, the offensive-defensive zone draws, the, the Kraken lost a lot of those. Yes, and, and that's kind of been their struggle, is they can be in that 45 to 50% range, but if you're losing kind of those key ones, they still... The bottom line is they still just don't have somebody that they can go out there and dependably lean on for a big time face off. Right. And Maddie Beneers continues to struggle only 22% tonight. I know it's just his first year in the league and this can be a three year thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I talked about that like way back at the expansion draft for new guys coming in the league, generally give them three years before they're going to kind of reach that um, the, the top of their face off game. But Maddie has been, it's been rough for Maddie so far this rookie season for him. Uh, Ty looking pretty flat tonight. Yikes. Wipe it and move on. Berkey is going to hurt the offense. Yeah. Uh, that one. I mean, obviously we hope he's okay. We hope for the speedy recovery, but I mean, just looking at things, obviously nobody got anything going offensively tonight, but that's that's been an issue for the Kraken kind of going into the break RJ was where we were going to find consistent offense I know he's struggled with the consistency <laughs> along with everybody else but you had to think having a guy like Burakovsky around is better than not absolutely and and just you know the, the fact you kind of put him wherever he needs to be and especially with Beniers there too um you know I like the chemistry with kind of Donato being you know being in that playing spot duty with Beniers but you know, still very different players as far as, as what they can do. Uh, they're going to miss Burakovsky for, for as long as he's out. Hopefully it's it's minor, and especially given the score of the game, they kind of ruled him out at the inter second intermission to, you know, maybe partially precautionary. But again, I, I don't know. I don't like the look of it. Um, yeah, but thankfully, you know, the Kraken have the best forward depth in the NHL. So of all the teams that are equipped to deal with it, you know, the, the Kraken are one of the best. Right. I mean, there was a lot of people upset on, on Twitter, on Discord about the idea of Sprong being scra a healthy scratch tonight or, yep. or being scratched because of a sunburn one, one way or the other. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that's 
to to be able to 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 have that be your kind of fallback option is one of your most productive offensive weapons all year. One of the most efficient players in the NHL as far as productivity versus time played. Uh, that's that's not a bad like you know break glass in case of emergency kind of situation to go back to if you're the Kraken. So you just roll back out there with Sprong. We'll see what he what he does. Um, I, I did understand kind of why he was the healthy scratch over a guy like a Ryan Donato, certainly geeky. You need him down the middle. Um, and, and so I'll just go ahead and take this time to talk about Donato. I thought Donato played arguably the, his best game as a Kraken. I know he's had like multi-goal games and everything as a Kraken before, but I say that because the only couple times where the Kraken ever felt dangerous to me, it was because of Ryan Donato. And so I like the energy he brings. I love him on the four check. That's always been the thing I've talked about. I think Tolvanen's exceptionally good on the back check over a sprung. I think Donato's got the four check over a sprung. And that's kind of why those guys seem more lineup locks in Dave Hackstall's opinion. That's my guess is what he's playing off of. But if everybody has like time, so, you know, later on tonight or, or tomorrow or something, or maybe we'll try to clip it and put it out on the ECH Twitter. At uh, 11.45 in the third period, Jordan Eberle gets the Kraken's best shot all night long. That's the one where he kind of gets the puck behind the net and then comes out to the side and tries to kind of roof it up over Sorokin's shoulder. Uh, it's at 11.45. What makes that work is Ryan Donato has both Islanders defenders completely tied up physically in front of the net and pulled off towards Sorokin's right side. So it left the left side completely open for Eberle to do whatever he wanted. And it wasn't just that Donato ties up both of those defenders. It's because Donato also gains cr the crack in possession of the puck before that, coming in really hot and heavy on the forecheck. He's able to pressure, I forget which defenseman it is, I think it was Pellick, into the corner, lose possession of the puck. He knocks he knocks Pellick like way out of the way. Uh, it might have been Polak. It was one of those two. Knocks him way out of the way, takes the puck back, gets the kind of cycle going immediately once the puck leaves his stick he goes and starts taking off both defenders out front now because that defender is you know Pelik or, or Polak has gone back over there and he gets both of them to just entirely commit to him he just becomes like a Donato sandwich between these two defenders but it was perfect and it created like I said kind of the only dangerous looking shot and chance for the Kraken all night long uh, like legit dangerous shot was was all just because of the hustle of Ryan Donato on the forecheck and just his smarts and willingness to go net front and kind of play that role that really nobody else on the Kraken was willing to play tonight. And that's why I think he was rewarded with the 20 minutes plus of ice time. That's right. Over 20 minutes of ice time. That is the second highest uh, ice time total in a game in his NHL career. Uh, you know, so so that should tell you a lot about what Dave Haxtell thought of his game. I don't know that I'd go as far as as best game as a Kraken. That's you know he's had some other really good games, but but I you know I, I respect it and I think that uh, he had another great you know Ryan Donato hustle characteristic effort. Yeah, two hundred ninety seven career games. This is the second most ice time in a game for him. Um, so big effort, big game from Ryan Donato. A, a positive. Uh, uh, spot in, in what was otherwise a pretty bad game right and you know if 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 ice time's always given out and dave haxtall who's playing well land then i mean that's mm -hmm. indicative of how you know it, he maybe his second best game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so maybe i mean that game was with that's minnesota a few years ago the number one yeah game. see so so according maybe to best yeah D dave haxtall logic i'm applying dave haxtall logic to to this situation uh the the only way we kind of can and that's that's what that's the only conclusion i can draw um and, and 
Well, I, I think it also just speaks to the kind of the gap too, as far as where Haxtell sees Donato versus Sprong right now. You had Donato playing yes. over 20 minutes tonight and Sprong in his last game in the lineup played under nine. So his ice time had kind of been tapering off prior to this scratch. So I, I think he's got to come back in and, you know, and prove it yet again. He's done it so many yes. times, but uh, yeah, he's got to do it again. Daniel, poor Daniel Sprong. That's just the story of his career. I had bet you that on discord. Yeah. Two of his uh, last five games had been under 10 minutes of ice time for Sprong kind of coming into this. So yeah, not a, not a total surprise given, given the, the healthy scratch status tonight. Coop, I can only imagine what we would be like with a 2.3 goals against average and a 935 save percentage goalie like Sorokin. We might be undefeated or we'd be like Boston. We'd have like a handful of losses and that's it. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. I mean, we, we saw how good Sorokin, you know, has played in, in in this game. Like, even when the Kraken were putting on some pressure and everything, the saves on Wenberg, like, he's just this cure-all for for any kind of defensive woes. And, and as bad as the Kraken play defensively sometimes, he's just good enough. I think it would make up for that. Most goalies mm -hmm. will kind of make it fair as far as how you play in front of them. Uh, Sorokin transcends that. You look at his numbers too, um, you know, with, with 2.3 goals against average, 935 save percentage, and he's barely got a winning record. I was going to say he was 500 coming into this game. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy. Uh, yeah. The bottom line is Kraken would be very, very good. We would, we would be, uh, we would have a lot of points in hand in first place in the division if, if the goaltenders were able to give us that. Let's talk about goaltending. Martin Jones, I mean, some of it really wasn't on him. The defensive front of Martin Jones tonight looked really, really bad. So I'm not going to totally blame Martin Jones for, for the four goals against. However, I talked about the idea of maybe using this this break as a reset, come back out, let's see if we can, you know, Grubauer's been the, the better goalie of late, even though he's had less chances to prove it. I really wanted to see kind of Grubauer coming out in that kind of 1A position after this break. Do you think that maybe this game will will send Haxtell in that direction? Maybe. I thought we might see it kind of before this game. I mean, that's the unfortunate part. We, you know, we learned about it this for Grubauer. We learned about it this morning where this shows Haxtell still sees Martin Jones as the starter because you've got back-to-backs coming up. Those are a split. Your starter starts tonight's game. That's just mm -hmm. how, yep. how you see it. Your starter starts tonight's game and that's still Martin Jones. So we'll see if this game changes anything. But like I said, I think before the break until I see it, I I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. I I'm kind of with you on that one. I still think that the W's rule all in Hackstall's mind, unfortunately, but you know, we'll see how, how both of them play. We got back to backs on uh, Thursday and Friday. Both goaltenders are presumably going to get a crack at those. So we can kind of see how, how they handle those, that situation. Uh, do you think you lean one way or another versus New Jersey, given kind of how hot New Jersey is? Um, Oh, there was something about one of the goalies. I think it was it was a Grubauer who hadn't lost to New Jersey before. I look at the career splits again. I look right, back at the game against that. New Jersey. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's a safe way to do it. I, I'm fine with that. Super chat here from Jeremiah. How's it going, Jeremiah? It's good to see you. Uh, hope you had a nice little break here. Uh, accidentally took some Tylenol PM and slept through most of the game. Looks like the Kraken did too. Keep up the great work, Dylan and RJ. Well, thank you very much. I'm right there with you. Those things... They help out a lot. I got my Kirkland knockoffs right here. Wow, uh, right there on my on my, <laughs> on my desk. And it's one of the few things that it really helps me sleep. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, you, fun fact, everybody, you know what the sleeping agent in it is? What Benadryl. Is <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. That's what's in Tylenol PMs. It's Tylenol and Benadryl put put together. Um, Thank you very much for the super chat, though. Really appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, hope everybody had a had a good break. 
uh, these last couple games. Yeah, uh, thank you, Jeremiah. Last week or so. Uh, Gary, hockey is still fun. We have lots of games left. Absolutely. This is a one-off, Gary. I'm sure of it. Uh, we, we've been around the Kraken enough to know that this season. I feel like all of us oh, yeah. have experienced enough. Also, Gary, some really good chances, but Sorokin was insane. UBS Arena posts not helping us either. I know we hit two posts, I think, or we had two posts and then they hit one post in. So it was like three post negative right. post experiences for us in this game. And then, yeah, and that, the bars all won the other way too, but oh, still, yeah, yeah, lots of posts tonight. It was, yeah, there were a lot. They got magnets in there, I guess. DJ and Tay, my sarcastic take: it feels like the Kraken struggled at putting the puck on net. May need to work on that for next time, or in the net. <laughs> May need to work on that for next time. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that's a safe one to say. Uh, Cole could be due to lack of chemistry, new lines together after a long break. Not always going to work right away. I do think that there's something to that. You got the practice in kind of yesterday. You get a morning skate today. It's not a lot of time to develop chemistry with each other. And even less time because you prepare to have the lines a certain way and then you lose then, one of your biggest ice yeah. time forwards 20 seconds into the game. Uh, so that just adds to the difficulty. I've got to think having at least a, you know, a practice or a, and a morning skate um, where, where you have the lines you're going to have in the game uh, is, is going to help a lot more going forward. Yeah, I, I think so, too. We'll we'll find out. Like I said, some of them worked. Uh, to me, the larger concern was the D pairs. Like, I think the offense will fix itself. We're not going to see this kind of performance from from everybody uh, going forward. Usually uh, the D pairs were the thing that concerned me a little bit more. Um, Coop, Veneers needs to play with Ebbs. I feel like Ebbs always feeds Maddie's goals. Your, your thoughts on that, RJ? I, I do think there is some good chemistry there. I mean, it, what Everly was with Wenberg, right mm -hmm. tonight? Yeah, yeah. So I, I get I, I don't like the, the those two together as much. I think there's more chemistry with uh, with Beniers there. Um, I, I do agree with your take. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, for the for that one chance I talked about with Donato, uh, that was with with uh, it was Donato, Everly, and Maddie out there on the ice. Well, together, there you go. I do think <laughs> for that. So uh, yeah, if if you know, assuming Maddie was that third player out there on the ice, then yes, I a thousand percent agree with you. There's just something there we need to make it happen. It was it was a little confusing, and I think that's just because of the Berkey injury that it was hard to kind of totally figure out what the lines always were supposed to be, just because uh, everybody was kind of having to make up that ice time. We haven't talked about him uh yet but Jaden schwartz kind of quietly really good game first game back for him as well uh, i thought he played really solid it kind of shows in the stats he had you know decent amount of shots he played defensive he, he had the three block shots as well uh and then obviously being a you know being a plus minus zero on a night where you go down for <laughs> nothing with four even strength goals is nothing to sneeze at in and of itself um, I, I really think this team is, is better when, uh, Jaden Schwartz is in the lineup for sure. I mean, he, there's a reason that Haxtell kind of refers to him as the line fixer. He fixes any line that he's on. Um, you know, he always brings that, that same thing every night, that consistency. And you see it in a game where a lot of the players were bad, but he wasn't on the ice for any of the goals against, um, and just consistently doing his thing and, and, you know, bringing some stability whenever he was out there. Yeah, definitely. So I, a really good game from him. DJ and Tay can't play J blame Jones for giving up four. Defense did him no favors without some great effort plays from Jones. It's seven, nothing. Like I said, I agree. Jones, Jones was in there. He, he was solid in what he could be solid for. Like you look at like that first one from Bulldog 
there's no way of stopping that. There's no way he sees that. Like, yeah. I'm sure he's still <laughs> looking at replays. Like, where did that I don't know how it got through from? five people? I, I still don't understand that one. Is you said it best on the tweet. It just had eyes. Uh, and then other ones you look at, uh, I think it was the Holmstrom goal where again, you have your center and both defensemen nowhere to be found. He's just walking in on you. There's nothing you can do. The Horvat goal again, there's nobody there to help you. I, you're just going to stick somebody with 31 goals already this season, just wide open in front of you. You're going to get picked apart. It's just the bottom line. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think this isn't one that I would pen on Jones, but I do still think that that Grubauer deserves that shot. Yeah, definitely. And, and after that fourth Islanders goal, too, there was a lot of game left, and he stopped every shot after mm-hmm. that. And there were some good chances there, too. Yeah, for sure. Andy, rough loss during a week of very important games, given that the games in hand on LA are being played. Oh, I, I just read that one already. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Stratic. If this is what happens when you take Daniel Sprung out of the lineup, do you think he will be back next game? We kind of talked about it before. He'll be back bec- you know, if, if Burakovsky can't go. It's possible he'd be back anyway, but you know, looking at the winger situation, RJ, with a Jaden Schwartz back, unless Berkey can't go, you can't take Donato out. You're not going to take Tolvin it out. He had five shots on goal. Like, I don't know who you'd take out to, to bring him back. Yeah, there, there's nobody. I mean, you know, Geeky would be the biggest argument, but he's a center and then you got to move like Donato into center and you don't want to mess with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Burakovsky somehow was able to come back next game. Wouldn't surprise me if Sprong was still out. Yeah. Uh, although that's that's going to be a big if it seems like for Burkowski looks like Gary there is uh, is talking about it absurdly saying Spronger sunburn should be healed by Thursday so we should be golden yeah and and he'll be golden too yeah, hopefully hopefully he's <laughs> one of those people that kind of you know tans after the burn uh, we'll find yep. out um, Alan oh, we don't get shut out often but when we do pain. It's true. I mean, this is only the second time this season, everybody. Let's all just take a moment to, you know, feel how blessed we are this season to have only two shutouts against after last year. But yep. uh, it's uh, it's 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 never a good feeling, RJ. No, it's it's really not. You're always waiting for that first goal of the game to really get into it, and when it just never comes. Yeah, especially in a game like this, like you would love to get one late just to be like, all right, we did it for next time. Like we can build off of that next time, you know, get get that late goal. Uh, but uh, just didn't didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rebecca Donato had a pretty good first game as a Kraken, to be honest. <laughs> Going way back. Yeah, agreed. Uh, scored that first goal in franchise history. Uh, Hockey Fork, thanks for watching the game so I don't have to like the stream jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well you're you're welcome and i guess thanks thanks for the help there <laughs> i'll say uh got uh got the sin city in here hey you're watching the vegas game with all the smirks mm-hmm. we still got games in hand we're fine we're fine uh joey defense looked horrible it did uh, that's still like the thing to talk about with this game rj i think it's the number one uh we talked about it with jones we talked about it with the pairings uh i just think that's the only real takeaway you can have from this game is just that the defense didn't seem ready to play tonight oh they didn't and it was the kind of thing that we remember a lot from last season and just generally when the kraken aren't playing their game i mean that was kind of what was clear at the start of the game it was like yeah this isn't this isn't who they are. And it always manifests itself in a pretty similar way, leaving guys <laughs> wide open in front of the net in the slot, you know, not, yeah. you know, doing your assignments properly, getting lost behind the net. It's all the stuff that if you were with us last season, uh, you know, that we covered over and over again. I was going to say, um, did you, were you having Lausanne flashbacks? Cause I was. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. So 
I, I think we've at least been inoculated against it a little bit just from having seen it so much last season um, that we, we kind of roll with the punches. You're like, okay, look, this isn't who they are this year. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I I, I understand where you're coming from, wanting to keep the, the pairs together, especially for a Magna, see if he can you know then develop chemistry with somebody. But like, I don't I don't know. I, is it, it might be better to just go ahead and switch him to somebody new before he builds any chemistry with Susie. Yeah. <laughs> this is gotta, if, if anything, just to break up the Borg and Alexiak thing. What do you think of Susie playing on the offside? Do you think that that kind of is signaling from the coaching staff that, like, hey, is he the, is he going to be odd man out um, uh, if, uh, when Justin Schultz comes back? I don't think that that's necessarily a signal of that. I think it's just, Magna, it being his first game with the Kraken, you want to make him as comfortable as possible. You're going to put the guy who already has a bunch of uh, of games under his belt with these teammates on this team on his offside. It's going to be a tougher adjustment. You want to give that uh, to the guy who can maybe handle it a little bit better than the guy who's playing the first game for you. Also, because line rushes at practice yesterday when they had Schultz in, I believe had um, had Magna as the odd man out because it was Magna Flurry on that fourth D pair. So that's what I'd expect to see once Schultz comes back. Okay, just had to ask the question there. Uh, no, good and, question. You know, who, who knows, right? We talked about it uh, with trade deadline and everything. You know, Susie could be could be the person uh, if if the crack could make a move going out too. Uh, Duthin with a super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, pouring one out for the lime chemistry getting scrambled early with Berkey getting hurt. I hope he comes back and they can sync up on this trip. Definitely. I mean, this is it's tough too because they're on the road, so it's not even like the full. <laughs> media contingent can get in there let me go deal with afro you can take over for a sec yeah no um yeah i, I definitely think the uh the, the chemistry issues like 20 seconds into the game when you lose a forward that's as valuable as burakovsky it's it's going to make a big difference um and uh yeah i see dylan having, uh, dealt with the afro issue there yeah i don't see our camera there hey dylan how'd it go <laughs> good <laughs> i just had to let her out of the room um <laughs> So yeah, what uh, that's uh, what Chat, RJ said. Absurdly saying, "There's my girl Tammy Afra." I know she was. Dothan agrees all with that. Excited Afra. to be back. <laughs> yep. Uh, thank you again for the super chat there, uh, Donnie. Welcome back, cracking hockey. It wasn't pretty, but it was the first game back after a long All Star break. The team will snap back with some major fire fuel from a hack stall butt chewing. Uh, yeah, that, that could be the case. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you know that that Hackstall is going to, you know, make the message quite clear that that level of, of play is not acceptable. It's happened, you know, so far a lot this season where whenever they have an off game like this, they, they come back, uh, you know, really motivated. So I'm eager to see what they do next game. Yeah, they've done a really good job of responding all year long. Um, we've always played this Devils group pretty solidly, too, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And speaking about people bouncing back. Hey, there she is. She's back. What? What? What's up? Did you do it? You took care of everything? Thank you. I, I think girl. we need some Afro after that game. I was going to say, where's your where's your bag of treats? Where'd that get off to? I'll give you some goodies here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donnie Darko as well. Agreed. Ebbs is definitely Maddie's big brother and is always looking to feed him the puck. So some more agreement there. Um, and then there we go. There you go. Get some goodies. Get some goodies, yes. Afra. You've earned them. It's your first day back, too. I get it. You're nervous. I'm going to ignore the, the Sin City here just because that's not news we need after a game like this. 
Hey, I mean, um, I saw I saw our, our buddy Ken from Sinbin.Vegas like he, on Twitter the last couple days. He's been tweeting about rebuild plans and how the Golden Knights need to rebuild. Like oh, that really? seems to be the conversation in 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 oh, Vegas really? land. Even so, as, yeah, even as they ascend back uh, up the standings, there. Interesting, interesting. Donnie, it looked like Berkey tweaked his groin. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. It was so hard because then they go to like the replay to show us and it's like off camera from the first replay and then the other ones from like a mile and a half back. So it was really yeah. hard to get a read on if it was that if it's anything else. I just not going to speculate. But again, it's it's frustrating that they have to be on the road for this. So it's not like, you know, the media can you guys can all be there like just constantly. I know I'd be on top give, of it. But, hey, ever yeah. give like give us something. Of course, all they'd ever give us is lower body anyway. Uh, yep. <laughs> Edward, cut the third period video via radio on my way home from work. At least most of the third until my phone decided to shut itself down. You didn't miss much, Edward. Gotta, gotta tell you. Your phone had enough too, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was just trying to, trying to save you. Um, let's see. Kraken's still first by points percentage by a fair margin. Striatic pointing out. Agreed. I, I still think that the Kraken are in really good shape as far as everything goes. Uh, I'm willing to just talk chalk this one up to the four days off curse and, and move on from there. Um, Rebecca, I think the Preds outdid the Kraken in sleeping through their game today. I wouldn't get too excited as a Vegas fan. Lol. <laughs> a snap. Nice one, Rebecca. Uh, Susie laid a solid hit like he's feeling the heat of being traded, and I love it from Donnie. I mean, do you think, like, it, he has to know that his name would be floated out there amongst anybody being traded from this team, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, the players hear that stuff. You can't really avoid it in this day and age with social media and everything. You know, even if you're not checking Twitter or whatever, people you know are, they're, they're seeing that. You're talking to people. He, he knows what the discussion is. And you know, your contract's up. That's something any player is going to know. You're talking mm -hmm. to your agent about, you know, what the situation is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. Stratic Haxtell is the team of butt chewing and Daniel Sprong, an apology in my opinion, like a formal apology on good stationary. Wow. And I, I watched something the other day, RJ, apparently the king of all stationary things is a laminator. So striatic, does he need to laminate the apology? Laminated. <laughs> 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 be, be interesting uh and then devil's joint better be ready for friday and striatic with the cryptid cup coming up that's right uh i don't know what the record is all time because i forget what our first game in new jersey ended up being last season uh oh, but i know the last two meetings we've we've done we've 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 done all right picking up they, they lost that game in new jersey it was on that first road trip where they did oh, not yeah. do well the first road trip in team history yeah uh if you remember that one all the way back I was gonna say that's a long time ago yeah it was their fifth game in in franchise <laughs> history yeah all right so but we're still then two and one all time in the cryptid cups uh, against the jersey devils so I, I think that's pretty good yeah no and and hey better be ready for friday we are ready for friday we're, we're eager to forget the game that just happened i was gonna uh, say yeah and we know the kraken are gonna come out motivated so I, i'm already ready for friday Definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I keep hearing that that this Jack Hughes is good, and I keep seeing that he has numbers. 
but then whenever we play them, he just kind of disappears. So well, I, I <laughs> don't go back to that game because he was taken out with an injury in the first one. Well, yeah, not that one. Just then. kind of disappears. That was Lausanne, actually, who did that yes, one. Yes, um, not not that. I I just meant like the other games we played him. He hasn't he hasn't really like scored. Like last game, yeah. he played like twenty minutes and didn't do anything. So. Yeah, no, I was I was watching for him too. The game in Seattle and just mm-hmm. nothing jumped out the page at me. I mean, I've seen his highlights. I know he's a heck of a player. Um, just for whatever reason, those games against the crack and nothing. Just saying. Uh, if the lamination is somehow classy, then yes. Is lamination never not classy? Just saying. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Dutch letters too. Surely there's a Dutch bakery somewhere in New York. I would assume so. Yes. I'm certainly oh, yes. saying. Uh, let's I mean, see, New Devils, Amsterdam. <laughs> yes, the Devils have only played one game not in overtime since the last time they played Seattle. So what you're telling me is the Devils should be very tired. That's a lot, yeah. that's a lot of games. Uh, they're also not not pulling away from anybody. I know that he's got the third most goals in the league. I'm just saying I haven't. Every time I watch the Devils, he doesn't do anything. So just saying. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking at the devil's schedule. Shootout win, OT loss, OT win, OT win, regulation loss, OT win, OT win. (laughs) Coming into this one. That's a lot of hockey that they're playing right now. Uh, Also, that's a lot of basically overtime coin flips that are going your way, too. Like, that's, I'm just saying. Um, Let's see. Uh, I've I've been following Hughes since before he even played the devils. I'm just saying. I've, I've never been uh no i didn't jinx this coop don't worry about it uh uh Susie might have heard it on the last episode of the deep dive yeah i mean that was that was a lot of talk from all the calls and thank you to everybody who did call in uh and for participating in that uh kind of trade discussion that we had uh it's something we'll continue to talk about really the next month as we work towards that march 4th deadline but yeah i mean Susie is still kind of that guy um is really the only guy that I could see the Kraken dealing away given where they are in the standings and how well they've played most of the season. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Donnie, who else was kind of jealous seeing Horvat score his goal against us, knowing we could have traded for him. All right, RJ, go off. After seeing that that contract, not me. I, you know, I'm totally fine with passing on that. Uh, both the return that it would have taken and, and the contract at eight times eight and a half, you know, he certainly would make the crack in a better team now, you know, might've helped swing the balance in that particular game tonight, but um, you know, the long-term consequences would not be worth it. And Hey, you know what? I'm, this is not just my opinion. Ask Lou Lamorello what, you know, what he thinks of the contract. He said it's too long and too much money. So if the GM who signed it says that, I mean, you know, what, what more source do I need? RJ, that's like asking like, either of our grandparents about the fact that like everything doesn't cost a nickel anymore. Like you can't, you can't use that as a defense. The fact that Lou Lamarillo, the guy who signed it was like, yeah, it's too long and too much money. Like again, the the dude's been signing contracts since back when players were making like $15,000 a year. So I don't know. I don't don't think I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you use that as an excuse, 
But I will say, I mean, that's right in line with the contract we assumed he would get. That's the one that we talked about on the release of fans with Gary. As far as if the Kraken did make a move, that's what the number would be. I still think he's a good player. I mean, you know, yes, he's scoring at a kind of a, a, a really high clip for himself this season. But we saw it tonight. I mean, he just he wins faceoffs. He's he's kind of brutal to play against up front. I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff about his game that I like. Uh, if the Kraken can't get, you know, weren't able to get him, then I'm at least happy that he's, you know, in the Eastern Conference and we're not going to really have to deal with him anymore uh, from a regional rival standpoint. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just a really good player. Uh, see you next time. Devil's joints. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk after after Thursday's game. Uh, looking forward yeah, to it. Tune in after that one. <laughs> yep. Lindsay, very important and serious question. Is Susie Magna the hottest D pairing in the league? Because both those men are fine. Phew. <laughs> I feel like I'm not the one to judge that best. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I haven't, I haven't, I didn't really take a look at, at Jacob Magna yet or anything. So, like, kind of, I'll, I'll guess I'll, not that these, I mean, NHL I don't know if they're even on the team. I don't know if they're, team. I don't know if they're the hottest on the team. I was going to say, Dunn Larson's, Dunn Larson's got to be up there. And I got to think anybody would agree with that one. I'm, I'm just trying to think of around the league. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I, yeah, I that's think a rankings are, that <laughs> someone say, could do. That's that's that is for sure. Uh, but I think both of those pairings have got to be up there league wide as I as I kind of quickly scan everything. Uh, yeah, just, just I mean, I, I just it. Yeah. On the surface, it's hard for me to believe, given that they don't have a suite on the D pairing. So I was <laughs> going to say that seems like a this seems like a requisite to have, huh? Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's see. Well, this is good to know. I see Tammy agreeing. Magna's pretty hot. This is good to know, at least, I guess, for like my coverage of the team. I like to know what the people think and what they want to see. I'll give you more Magna content then. I like, I already know to kind of, you know, cover Vince yeah. Dunn in a certain way, given the following. Like, uh, good to know that about Magna. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. So we're talking about Lou Sabotage. The devil's on his way out. Boar Horvat was one of his moves <laughs> trading Bill Horvat, the ninth pick for Schneider. I remember that. I was at that draft, by the way. I remember that live. It was in New Jersey. The place went crazy when the trade was announced, and then it quickly turned to booze once the trade was announced. <laughs> <laughs> uh Coop, how weird is it that there are two guys named Sebastian Ajo? I was so confused. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's just, it's one of those things. They're not even from the same country. Yeah. Uh, SJ Wenberg's the hottest guy on the team. No contest. I mean, I got to stick with Larson, I think. But they, the Swedes, they just got it going on. There's no way around that. Uh, let's see. Rebecca, I definitely can't recognize Magna yet, but I will agree. Susie is underappreciated as the hot one on the Kraken. <laughs> uh i would agree with that i don't think he gets his fair shake when everything like that jawline is that impressive in person like let me tell you all uh and then striatic got to get the person who ranked the coach handsomeness to rank the d pairs agreed like that should just be a, a a thing somebody should definitely do that uh sin city coming in here sinbin is wrong there is no tear down we have 12 million in cap space due to mark stone's injury vegas is looking at vladimir tarasenko or patrick kane at the trade deadline your your source, RJ, it's bogus apparently. Well, he wasn't saying it's what's going to happen. He was suggesting maybe it would be a good idea. Um, in the best given interest. That, 
in their best interest, given that Mark Stone's long-term health is quite questionable with two recent back surgeries. Yeah, you could go in and bring in a Tarasenko or, or a Patrick Kane. It would be a very Vegas move to make. Yep. Um, and and just kind of you know sell out for right now. Um, I, I know Ken kind of might disagree. He thinks just build around Eichel because he's still young enough. You can do that. Um, but that would be the other way to go. It'd certainly be the most interesting. Yeah. Uh, you mean Eichel, that supposed franchise player? yes <laughs> that supposed franchise player uh i was gonna say it's it's vague it's vegas you never rebuild you just keep kicking the can down the road rolling the dice going for it with trade deadline acquisitions turning over the roster a bunch that's yeah I, I, like, I feel like there has to be that team you know what i mean in the nhl and i feel like vegas is just the perfect place for it yeah, absolutely. No, no better, no better market for a team like that. Definitely. Um, let's see. Absurdly saying, yeah, I don't get it. Wenberg isn't even the hottest Swede on the Kraken, in my opinion. So oh, there we go. Get some. That's a, that's definitely a debate worth having. I feel like. <laughs> uh, and then Striatic. This is what needs to be discussed after every shutout loss. Jaw lines. <laughs> and absurdly saying, after jaw lines, we move on to cheekbones. Yeah, I mean it's that's that's kind of what happens after a game like today, RJ. <laughs> they, yep. they gave us some good stuff to talk about, but we kind of blew it all in the first 15 minutes with the whiteboard. <laughs> I know. It was just bad. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's 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 what we're left with. But hey, you know what? We we've got people in here. It's it's always a fun time, mm -hmm. whatever we end up talking about. Like I at the start of this post game, I did not think I would be having as much fun as I'm having right now. I should know better, but uh yeah, this has been great. Yeah, definitely. And all valid I mean, ECH therapy session topics. Yep. Exactly. And then I think the hair discussion is saved for wins too. The whole uh who who's got the best look there. Um yeah, I, I agree with you. That's the way these always turn into. And that's why I loved uh, I forget who coined the term therapy sessions. Was that a was that a Lindsay thing? I know Emerald City therapy. When? Who I, I'm trying it was to so long who. ago because it's it was a long time ago. Early last season. I don't remember yeah, who came up with it, but but it's very much what it is, just because we come in here disappointed, we talk through the loss, what went wrong, all the bad stuff, and then we we hang out and we all pick each other up. And we end up leaving happy. Like there has never been one of these where we haven't left laughing and smiling uh, during the halfway point as we got maybe 10 minutes or so here left. So if anybody does have any last kind of questions or anything, go ahead and throw them in here uh, with the catharsis. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Lindsay also concerning. This is the first game in February. And so, so far we've oscillated being good and bad. Great November, awful December, amazing January. Now February, with the with the iffy face there um how did we play in october were we bad in october i don't think so uh let me check Give i me don't a second. think we were um so maybe maybe there's something there but uh i i feel like this is more so just having to do with the with the long layoff there given their historic uh, performance four wins those. six losses <sighs> so not not great <laughs> All right. Well, then that fuels that this, this idea. Yeah. Duthin pointing out at least February is a short month. So yes, if you got to have a month that's that's kind of rough, February is the month to have, especially when your first game isn't even played till the seventh of February. So that that too also helps out a little bit, right? Yeah. But and hey, you know, with all the games in March, if you look at the calendar, how many games are jam packed into the month of March? Uh, you'll take that as a good month. Yeah. Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. Um. 
All right. So, yeah, we'll do a last call here for anything. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, RJ? Maybe how amazing our awesome sponsor, Queen Anne Beer Hall, is? Yes, that, that's a very good thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> Queen Anne Beer Hall. Yeah, they, they've been awesome. Part of the ECH community. Great place to watch a game. Um, and, hey, actually, I, I think I can talk about this. Um, so they're going to have a like a, a chili cook-off type contest on what is the day let me check i don't know if they've advertised it yet but i'm going to be i'm lined up currently to be a celebrity judge for it so <laughs> come out for the chili cook-off i know i i am so excited about this this is one of the highlights like dylan you know me you know there are very yeah, few yeah. things in this world that i would like more than yeah. to judge a chili cook-off yes yes food is definitely up there amongst those things i was just february I'm, 22nd i'm just i'm laughing at the generous use of celebrity <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Hey, I mean, hey, look at look at the celebrity judges for the the All Star Game for the Breakaway competition. Like, it's it's a, a version of that. Hey, yes. I'll I'll take it as long as I get to judge a chili cook off. I'll take it. Definitely, definitely. I know how much that's going to mean to you. I am happy for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, Duthin. Then we'd play great in May. That's a that's a good question. That is a good point. Uh, I would take playing well in May. Um, can you survive the end of assuming April? Assuming you could survive the end of April. I was I didn't want to say it, but yes, that's what it would be. Uh super happy to have Maddie and Schwartz back. Looked to me like Maddie hasn't skipped a beat. Agreed, Donnie. We talked about that a little bit uh, up at the beginning. But yeah, it, they they both looked super solid. Definitely happy to have them back. Absurdly saying, don't we have one of the easiest schedules in the NHL from here on out? Yes, I believe we might actually have the easiest schedule remaining uh in all of the NHL. So we do have that to look forward to. Tammy, any thoughts on our prospects? I haven't been following them too much lately. Yeah, so to kind of quickly summarize, because uh, I've been doing those prospect chats for the patrons, those live streams, uh, to kind of quickly summarize, I mean, Goyette is having an incredible year in the OHL right now. Just absolute stud down there. Uh, he's been playing fantastic. Ty Nelson just had his first career OHL hat trick the other day. Definitely recommend going and looking at all those sweet power play one-timers all he showed of off. bombs from the point. <laughs> they, were, they were so beautiful. You just look at that and you just go like yeah the crack and power play could use that like i i think we could use that i think we could oh, find yeah. a place to have that on the team so he's been playing really well shane when he's been healthy and in the lineup for windsor has been playing very well at two point game pace almost a goal a game pace he hasn't missed anything there i i don't know that windsor was like the best has the best like team around him so we'll see like kind of what that looks like come memorial cup playoff time but uh, he's been playing lights out. He's just been in and out of the lineup a little bit with a lower body injury. Uh, who, who else? Jagger Fergus just keeps doing what he's doing over there in the WHL, which is scoring at a ridiculous clip, despite the fact that everybody's like three feet taller than him. Uh, it's just fun to watch. <laughs> and then, you know, the Firebirds just as a whole, every single one of them are doing great uh, as they're in first place in their division. I mean, the, the Kraken prospect pool for as shallow as it is, it's it's like fully loaded like that's a lot of big fish in that little pond you know what i mean <laughs> yeah I, I like the metaphor there yeah they're they're all doing very well um i'm certainly saying asking speaking of goyette what did he get suspended for do you know oh well, that's a good question i uh i remember seeing that i do not know off the top of my head so i can look that up if you want to take the next question yeah i'll go ahead and do that uh let's see um uh, let's see. Duthin, internationally <laughs> renowned media personality. E exactly. Exactly. Someone in Canada must must know who I am. Um, 
<laughs> hey, we know we've got people in in Sweden, in Finland, Australia, that, that Netherlands, definitely yeah. Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. Very well, I'm good then. Yeah. That that is legit. All right. Cool. Cool. I'll I'll, may, I'll have them add that to my intro at the beer hall when yes. they're announcing the judges for the chili competition. Um, and then at DJ and Tay, Queen Anne Beer Hall, great place to celebrate a Kraken win or drink away a Kraken loss. That should be their tagline right there. It really should be. Uh, drink responsibly. I feel like compelled legally to say that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> drink responsibly. I'm, I'm trying to find like anything about the Goyette suspension, but everything on the Sudbury Wolves website is just about Mark Stahl's jersey retirement, which congrats to Mark Stahl. Yeah, I, I Googled Goyette suspended and then I this is the top thing that comes up. Massachusetts firefighter suspended over suspended license. <laughs> yeah, Mr. So, Donald Goyette. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one is the bottom line. Yes. It's like it's like when we when we looked up Ryan Winterton's injury status and the only thing out there was a CBS news article quoting us. Yeah, like oh okay. It's like all right, so there hasn't been any new news. Uh we talked about this actually during that last live prospect chat. There is not a lot of media that covers these OHL teams. So like with injuries and stuff, it's really hard to get any information because there's no, it isn't like the NHL where there's people like yourself, RJ, who are there for morning, morning skates or practices who can then all go in and ask the coaches questions. Like they can just go about that stuff without like any media person really getting in there and trying to ask them questions or anything. So the, uh, the flow of information when it comes to injuries, suspensions, all that kind of stuff, it's, it's a trickle if that at yeah. times uh, with, with major junior. So um, that it, it does sometimes become an issue there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donato Beneers Eberly line, please from Lindsay. I could see that happening next game to be honest too. Uh, I could you know, too. Once they know like the situation with Berkey and whether or not Sprong will, will need to come in for him. I could definitely see that being a change they make. Uh, yes. Rebecca firebirds are in first place. Uh, is it all the AHL? I know they're in the first place in the West. Well, Stratic pointing out first in the AHL by points, percentage. points percentage. All right. So there we go. Uh, so kind of, <laughs> it's complicated, <laughs> Donnie. It's too bad. We're so stacked at forward. We can't bring the circus to the big league. Yeah. He still needs to, to put on weight. Like he's, he's not even going to be ready next year, just from the weight percentage. I, uh, you know, standpoint, I still think back to the preseason he played this year, uh, and the way, like just anytime he was just touched, he was just down on the ice. Like he, he, he can't do that. Um, but he is a smart enough guy. I mean, he, you watch his highlights at the WHL level. It's insane how guys just lose him. And I don't know if that's just because he's so small that like they just, when they do a quick scam, these defensemen with their heads on the swivel, that they're just looking right over the top of his head. But the fact that he can just slide right in and out behind them uh, so consistently is just remarkable to watch. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, definitely. I I've been watching some of his highlights this season and I mean, he just, he's probably the most consistent of all these scores too for the crack and just game after game doing his mm -hmm. thing yep oh here we go streams complete jay's dropping in to say like the stream <laughs> there we go we've done it everybody <laughs> we're all good uh thanks jay for stopping by uh hope you enjoyed your time off uh away from cracking hockey here uh i think that's gonna do it for this post game though everybody tough loss First game back, though, we can kind of put it in the rearview mirror pretty quickly here and look forward to Thursday and Friday. It's, they're going to be tough games, but they should be fun games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, back to back, uh, you know, against the, the Devils and Rangers. Those are going to be two really fun opponents and two good opponents, too. A couple good measuring stick games and, you know, the Kraken are going to come out motivated. I can't wait for Thursday.
Yep. All right. Rebecca was able to suss it out here. It looks like uh check to the head there for All Goyette right. and, and for his suspension, four game suspension there. Uh, Duthin, thanks for the stream and the therapy. Do we not have prospects with our ECHL affiliate? Edward asking. Uh, we do, but they're, they're like kind of guys we just sort of signed to fill that roster. Like they're not like drafted guys yet. I don't believe. Yeah, there, there's no actual uh, under under Kraken contract, no skaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, thanks again, everybody. We will see you all on Thursday.